0: Oh, buddy, do we have a lot to talk. How did I? I tripped up on the third word. It's the second time recording, and I tripped up on the third word.
1: That's what a month off does to you. You got to stay active in these things, Joey. Otherwise, you get rusty.
0: I, I forgot how to talk. Like, I've been talking still. I've used microphones. I've had video calls.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, at least the, the, we're having no production issues. with the podcast right zero
0: zero production issues no internet problems everything's fine if you see an issue with the video don't tweet me or zeet me or fucking post in the YouTube comments or do what's good for engagement. I don't care. Woo! It's been a minute. We have like, uh, there's there's like a TI conversation to have. There's like a roster shuffle conversation to have. There's like a post-TI <laughs> conversation to have. There's there's the internet conversation, which is still looking like it's not good. So that's going to be a problem for mm-hmm. me in post-production in a minute. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to try and power through. We're going to see if it can work. <laughs> it might not work
1: all right you know what's funny is i'm watching uh spider-man the the newest one that just came out i'm watching that on netflix right now and i that that actually feels like let's do this again (laughs) the whole intro of that is i am the one and only spider-man this is the first take of the podcast all right so it's been a month we're back uh we did not do a podcast because we both worked ti and then i came back and i was sick and then yeah just in general had a hard time getting the podcast going but yeah we're here now joey how was your first ti
0: so for those who don't know, which is probably most people, but some people definitely do, shout out to everybody on the Discord, or the people who are paying attention to the TI stream, I was working the broadcast. Like, not for not for Team Liquid, not not for Team Liquid, I don't know what the second part of that was going to be, but Hired by
1: Gabe Newell himself.
0: I got an email, I got an email a month before TI and it said, hey... We need a producer to help with the broadcast. And I thought to myself, this looks fake. But I responded anyways because I saw that the email was kind of from a, from a Valve Software account. Uh, you know, talked to some people. They needed help. Somebody recommended me. I think multiple people recommended me, so thank you. Um, and I realized right away that this is something that I wanted to do why is it something that I wanted to do uh, I mean not to be too dramatic about it but it's probably like a bucket list item to work on a show like that for a game that I care about like this for a, you know event that I've been going to for 10 years now literally 10 mm-hmm. years now a decade it's like oh this is this is a thing that I want to do and as soon as I realize it's a thing that I wanted to do Which was right away I went shit. I have to I have to make sure that Liquid is okay with me doing this which was yes
1: because we the monster mornings was already a thing that was happening
0: it was sold they i wasn't fucking with anybody when i said it on the last show or before that like monster really liked the product they gave us a new renewed contract this year with the idea that like it was a cornerstone thing that we were going to do because they liked what we did so much last year and then i went a month before the show was going to happen, and kind of a little bit selfishly, fucked it up. Um, yeah, that happened. So I, I had to pitch. I hope Mike
1: doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs>
0: no, uh, so <laughs> Mike, who is who might be listening to the podcast because he has a very beautiful baby boy now, is um. I, I actually talked to him personally and privately. Mike is the the you know the esports person at Monster, and I'm like, hey, are you gonna be upset if I do this? Because I wanted to make sure that nobody was going to be that grumpy. And I I worked it I worked it all out. It, it was a little bit iffy for a second. I had to do a little bit of baying and pleading, I had to talk to Victor, I had to talk to a bunch of people, but eventually I worked it out and people let me go, um, which means that i was a producer on the international broadcast and functionally what that means is that i worked on all the segments for the road to the international and the international which i very gotta make sure you say it correctly um of course yes thank you uh for like everything that purge was doing uh i I was helping him like like write and set up and do those and and then almost everything that like slacks and tsunami were doing out in the crowd with the venue with the fans uh Casey, too. So that's probably why if you had a keen eye, uh, you might have saw me running around with a headset and it was uh, it it, it was pretty sublime. It was cool. It was the first time in a while that I worked with a bunch of people who were just like truly fucking professionals (laughs) because most Mm. people I work with are like, you know, uh, they kind of figured it out themselves or, uh, you know, are still relatively young. (laughs)
1: They're, they're esports professionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I do work with some TV people. And I do work with some, like, very talented d- directors and cinematographers and who've, you know, done that stuff. So I don't want to blast anybody who will never hear this. But, you know, it, it, it was crazy to work <laughs> with people who, like, do the Olympics, do the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know? Uh, so it it was cool to meet all those people. It was cool to meet some of the Val people behind the scenes, um, and like get to talk to them. And really it was bizarre to almost put faces to names because, you know, if you've been like, I've, I've done a lot of giving notes from the sidelines on productions like TI last year and events before, but now, you know, I really, it it almost feels like I (laughs) was thrown in there. I was like, well, Now you're going to see firsthand, and I definitely saw firsthand, and I definitely don't know what I can talk about because I definitely signed an NDA. So. (laughs) Uh,
1: I mean, we can get around this. Uh, I will ask you questions. Uh, How stressful was uh, TI for you compared to other events that you've worked? Because I, I will say this was the best TI Uh, I have ever worked. and I'm going to say the best TI that has ever been from a behind-the-scenes perspective in that I think everything went very smoothly. A lot of people I talked to felt like it was going very smoothly. A lot of Valve people I talked to said things were going... (laughs) better than you know they expected because you know when you're working live production you always feel mm-hmm. like you're always trying to like scramble to fix things and things you everybody was just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop but like things seemed to go very well so how was it for you
0: and let's be clear, I contributed to none of that. <laughs>
1: but oh yeah, I mean, this was already an Emmy award-winning show before you got here. So exactly,
0: you know. exactly, and that's not even me being funny. Like the people who who ran it were like incredibly talented um, and really had their shit together. I expected more problems. Mm -hmm. just like through and through both from like what i've seen as a viewer both from what i know about live production what's happened in ti's past like every i think literally every time i've been to the international especially like everyone in seattle there has been like a hey guys the first game's delayed for like three hours or (laughs) uh
1: there was no ddos that happened in the middle of ti that was what ti four five, five something like that yeah there was no yeah there was no uh there was no uh the uh tvs in the stadium i don't think blacked out at any point in time no. i remember i was casting a series for that one that happened uh um yeah uh yeah a lot of things like that
0: e- everything felt really smooth the point where everybody's mm-hmm. like this is going kind of well right and they're like yeah and i'm like uh, okay cool the I was stressed for two reasons. I was stressed for two reasons. One, even though I was very explicitly not working for Team Liquid during the event, mm-hmm. I was emotionally invested in the games they were playing. Yeah. Which I think I somewhat Controlled but there was 15% Of me that was like (laughs) Uh, Having that going through my head And then also making sure that all of my team Members who were also in Seattle Doing stuff for Liquid were also doing their work So there was like a non-zero Amount of me doing two jobs
1: Yeah we had to ask Joey Questions about the show sometimes (laughs) Joey can we do This can we do that
0: Yeah sure (laughs) And, uh, and the other part of the stress was, um, God, it was the first time in years that my role in a production was like to do a single ish thing. Like I was yeah. a person on the assembly line at the car factory and I just needed to put lug nuts in. And that's, that was like. Eighty percent of my job was just putting lug nuts in, and I haven't had like a single objective in in production in a very long time. I'm used to like <laughs> l- like kind of running the show a little bit, dealing with more problems, dealing with crew, uh, d- d- doing a doing a bunch of things. Right. So pretty much
1: any problem that popped up at TI was probably n- nothing to do with you and and not your like yeah you didn't have to worry about it right
0: i I didn't have to worry about it and and like i didn't know how much to like be overburdening and be like hey is there more work for me to do hey can i help hey like let me let me try and fix this versus just sitting there and putting the lug nuts in the wheel and that and that which which is like i'm describing the lack of work was stressful, which makes me mm. think that I have a problem, which also yeah. isn't news. But
1: I think we've been doing this podcast for about four years now, with Joanne. Yes, I <sighs> think we. This has been an ongoing Not theme. Not news. Not news. Jo- Joanne Thimian has a problem with his relationship with work.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> I, I, I do. So. <laughs> I I got to focus like there there were times where I was just like you know talking to people and hanging out. It was really cool to you know just like be backstage, see how it all works, um, checking Crimson Witnesses prices, working with Kevin to make sure that with Purge, to make sure that like you know cool segments were going to happen. It it was mm. really it was really rewarding. Like like the whole show, the whole process was was really rewarding, um, and I and I'm glad that I did it, and I'm glad that Liquid let me do it. And it was fun to just like kind of hang out with my friends backstage and like make a cool show. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I remember fucking the last time T.I. was in Seattle, well, uh, I was not working in esports. Uh, I shared an Airbnb with Tsunami and a bunch of the Reddit moderators. We put together like a little community charity shop and like, you know, did some stuff outside on the lawn. And at night, you know, uh, like Tsunami and I or other people I would talk about like, yeah, like, you know, I I think maybe there's a way to like get into esports and actually like work the event and do the thing. So like I, I had a real moment for like 15 seconds on stage when I was standing behind the camera and slacks and tsunami are about to you know introduce the event and show the aegis in the crowd and i'm like there to count them in with a headset on where i'm like oh fuck we're like Mm. doing the thing that we talked about doing five or six years ago and it's like real and we kind of made it happen and that moment was both like rewarding and sobering and i was like you know getting just just the slightest bit misty-eyed on stage so um you know that was that was cool um that was cool <laughs> it's gratified
1: nice that's uh yeah i mean i remember talking to tsunami and i'm talking about the fact that this is the first ti that he's worked with a crowd mm-hmm Right, because Ti Ti like COVID happened, and Ti Ten obviously no crowd, and then Ti Eleven they were in Norway, mm-hmm. uh, so this is the first time he actually got to experience the Ti crowd, and it's at the home of Ti in Seattle. Uh, yeah, so I think yeah, a lot of people a lot of people had their own versions of that story, but the fact that you and tsunami got to do it together is really cool
0: yeah um i i mean i got to sit down at the desk with you after you casted a grand final and the confetti was on the floor and i was like you yeah know, beaming a, a little super, bit for
1: you we got a super cute picture together it was great we did i love
0: that picture so you know I, so, I, I, a lot of wins all in all pretty happy with TI. there is i have literally a single complaint I have a yeah, single that? complaint. I have a single one uno uno one complaint. Ichi. Mm-hmm. And the team didn't win.
1: Yeah, they they didn't do that. No, they were. <sighs> no, they, they didn't make it. They made it to the final
0: weekend. They made it to the final weekend. They got cool yeah. AR stuff. They were like the only like they they lost in two to one games to the first and second place team. They they yeah, had what that's I would a, call that's like a rough
1: a way to go out when you're showing. when you get you get like fifth 6th but you're kind of the third best team there, and the record does kind of show it. Like, it, you know, like you could talk about you know like bracket luck and that sort of thing, but uh, legitimately, you know. You you got beat by the team that got first, and then you got beat by the team that got second. That's uh, you know, uh, uh, was it Quincy Crew? Quincy Crew. They they had they used to have that same kind of luck too, where mm-hmm. they would just lose to OG, TI eight, TI nine. They just lose to OG. It's just like what, what can you do? They went on to win the whole thing. So you know,
0: man, I was uh pretty happy for spirit as happy as i could be for any team that was going to win that event I was pretty happy for spirit i was pretty stoked to see azure ray's story and you know watch watch maybe and why i was pretty stoked uh, for for all the love that lgd was getting like the atmosphere of the final two days in the arena was simply pretty cool and it helped a little yeah. bit with the heartbreak fucking you, you you can like I, I think it's even in the vlog that liquid did for TI but there's like a moment backstage I am like gonna get will and Zai to go for the interview and like you know uh Mickey just apologizes to me and I'm like no. fucking basically start crying and I'm like stop you know you I got to you know hang out with Insania's mom and sister a little bit after the loss um (laughs) and and they're like so incredibly happy to just like be there and watch Aiden sign autographs that it was that it was hard to be sad yeah you know it was I mean
1: uh, like I just did the podcast with uh Blitz and like all in all the the year was successful I mean like money is like the one of the best ways to judge these things and they did end up second. (laughs) which is funny enough, but they Mm -hmm. did it about second overall earnings for the year. Right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and they did it without placing, uh, high at TI. Obviously a lot of the money is from Riyadh, but like ultimately they were kind of like the second most consistent team at, uh, of this year game of gladiators. Uh, you know, they fell short at Riyadh, so they ended up making less money than, than team liquid. But, uh, (laughs) which is kind of funny, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, they had, they had like easily the most consistent year and then team spirit. They were just like, unstoppable. I, yeah, I think I, it's pretty rare that I have felt the way I have about a team at TI. Um, I know Avery felt that way about Tundra last year. Um, Um, but like I don't think I really felt the way I did about Spirit this year uh since like OG TI9 and then before that um TI6 Wings maybe Liquid at TI7 maybe but that, that was a little bit murkier um but like it is very rare I think to have as clearly as it was such a dominant team at ti uh this was one of the most dominant performances i think that uh, ti has ever seen and it was for my money it was very obvious like there's a reason why there's only been two 3-0 shutouts in ti's history it was spirit and last year's tundra right I don't think anybody is gonna walk away. There's no gonna be you know, revisionist look back on it. Little oh, Wraith fact, you know, like blah blah blah. Like, especially no, it, it's since gonna, the it's not gonna be Wraith pack.
0: It's gonna be Yotaro. <laughs> like, yeah, people are gonna it's, it's, like gonna be people
1: like, are gonna be like, this player was so fucking good, you know, that you just can't fucking stop him. <laughs> and you, yeah, you, you could see it. How... I could be like, you could see it coming a mile away
0: do you remember how many games team spirit lost the whole event games maps
1: yeah they lost two games individually one against the first team that they matched up against um the chinese team i can't remember who it was or no it was, it was no Virtus. they pro. lost it within their own region yeah was, yeah, was, yeah they lost to Virtus pro and then they lost to the team liquid it was only two l's they took the entire um ti which is
0: 19 and 2 they, they, yeah. they went 19-2. and two.
1: Which is, I believe, the highest win percentage that any uh, TI champion has had, going back to, I think, Alliance had uh, the second most dominant run. So, yeah, that, that's crazy. And, and there are some differences, of course. Like, this year, not having the round robin means that teams did have to play less games, I think, overall, compared mm-hmm. to the the gigantic round robins. Also, I think it's harder to maintain a, uh, flawless streak through those older TIs when you're playing day after day after day. And you're going through that round robin. Uh, I think it's way more expected that you drop single games. Um, but still an incredible record nonetheless.
0: Yeah. I'm still not sure if I liked the format more than previous years. I, I'm still like a little bit lukewarm on it because of all of the breaks. I understand I know we talked about it before that it was probably good for viewership. but I don't know.
1: Yeah, from a viewership perspective, I think it was incredibly friendly and I think there are certain things that just will not change, right? I think the weekends that I don't I don't see them changing that. I think they're gonna keep those break days the way they are, so teams are just gonna have to adjust. I think that the group stage is, again, something that I would guess Valve is going to keep because from a broadcast perspective it's incredibly viewer-friendly to just have it, it's a lot simpler just to be able to go down to a single stream by day two Mm -hmm. of the entire thing. So that, I think, is pretty value. Um, But... Uh, like f- I think the solution that I mostly came up with is that I th- don't think your group stage needs to be on the weekend mm. so I like I like, understand the weekend Dota especially for it, like uh, people who are actually attending the event right weekend Dota makes sense Friday Saturday Sunday but I, th- I think that they should change it so that you don't have the group stage on that third uh that that first weekend i think you just have it start on like saturday sunday monday uh and you play for like five or six days so you stretch out the group stage a little bit more basically you play that whole week and then you end on uh a wednesday thursday is a break day and then you start up you know the, the road to ti which is the playoffs right on friday so then, you know, I I for, I think that is a better format personally um, because then you stretch out the games a little bit more um, and give the teams a little bit more to like do. Basically, uh, I think it allows people to be able to watch more of the group stage, and so I think it's like more player friendly. I think it's more. Uh, in some ways, there are pros and cons to it, but I think hardcore viewership would appreciate that more mm-hmm. and then i mean who cares about people going and attending because nobody's watching the group stage live right yeah so whatever
0: i'm into that i'm into that
1: but that's the that's the only change that i would suggest to them moving forward but we'll see
0: i think it's interesting that we didn't uh we don't know where ti is going to be next year they they didn't make a little next year announcement nope. Which, nope, nope. Which is a little abnormal at this point, so that that leaves some question marks. I uh,
1: I I do wonder, right? There were some conspiracy theories going around about uh, TI. One of the one of those was uh, like a year ago. Uh, one of those conspiracy theories was that we were going to be going to South America more, and I, if I remember correctly, one of those was that we the the like there was going to be a major in South America and then see if we could do a TI in South America, right? And uh it, like the idea put out there basically being that like oh the major is a test run for TI in some ways, right? And obviously the Lima major did, did not help? go well at no. all. No. So no. So if, if that if there was any credence to that rumor, then you know, uh maybe second guessing things cuz uh, like I remember TI10, right? the uh, COVID major, uh, short notice going to Romania and them running out of green paint, right? For the the green screen stuff that they were doing for their studio, right? So, it, so <laughs> if, if supplies if supplies is an issue, right, then like going to South America, like that's not gonna fix things, right? That's that's only gonna make things harder for some of this stuff. So I, I wouldn't be surprised with especially with how smoothly things ran this, this year. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody about is just like, guys, let's just make it easy on ourselves. Like, I would love to see it in Seattle again personally, but uh, I I feel like Western Europe not, never got a Ti, really. It's uh, true. Uh, so they did My expect- expectations is that we would go back there at some point in time. I think Ti should happen in South America though as well. If we're but it's all to the mindset of valve right how much do they want to keep like do they want to keep scaling down on ti because this product was fantastic i i wasn't surprised because we were back in seattle but um you know are we gonna continue the the run around stuff or does valve want to keep it closer to home so they can control it better and, be and like make the good product that it, it became
0: i wouldn't be surprised if it stayed in seattle yeah. And I also think that's kind of okay. Maybe maybe that's my Yankee bias or my I'm a two hour flight away bias, but like I I think yeah. it might stay and it'd be fine. I think that they probably they being Valve and everybody who ran the event probably deserve some flowers because it seems like there was a lot of last year people complaining, including us, you can pull up the VODs of the show where we talked about like the things that just yeah. weren't good about ti from the betting sponsors to the group stages being janky to the having people split in two different regions to the we had like we had a baker's dozen complaints about the show and it feels like a lot of that stuff was kind of addressed and fixed and ti felt special again and in years past specifically last year maybe even the year before that 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 was kind of what it felt like it was missing right was 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 that touch yeah. or, or like that 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 credence that ambiance and and that felt like it was gotten right this year everything from the ar and the opening and the choir to like just the smoothness of the event to the lack of people doing everything super remote like i'm I'm pretty happy with the product and what changed from last year to this year. And I don't want to have that be forgotten because I'm sure in six months we'll be, we'll be complaining about something else.
1: I, uh, I, there, there were definitely some people who thought I was coping. Remember I said like, you know, like, doesn't feel great. We're downscaling and stuff. But like, I, but I did, I was like, but we're going back to Seattle. Like I was like, I feel like valve, What's to put on a good show. Like if they're they're in Seattle, they're in their home court, you know, they they wanna they wanna do a good job. And uh and they did they knocked it out of the park, I think, with this some um, uh this one. I, I also have one one complaint. Um, one thing that I think was personally, I think was I, it stood out a lot for me. Maybe because there were no problems, and the production was so flawless. I mean, the the I mean, the aesthetic is just so fucking good. the The way they did the the VR stuff on stream with the stained stained glass covering up the the second like that was a really clever combination of some people. Some people I t- talked to they they really didn't like it, but I thought it was a fantastic combination of like it covers up if those areas are uh em- more empty, right? Mm-hmm. So then it it feels like the studio the stadium's like completely full, which it was largely. But like obviously those upper areas are gonna be the areas that are gonna be missing fans, but also just looked fantastic and there was a lot of cool things that they're able to do. Um largely with the opening and the the heroes coming through the stained glass windows. That was uh definitely I think one of the best introductions um to TI. Uh, um as as I said, the smoothness of it was fantastic, all these different things. But the one thing that was missing was an uh, all-star content. event.
0: Oh. No. Not an <laughs> all-star event.
1: They didn't do the all-star event. Instead they did the round table. Uh which I mean I was prepping for <laughs> I was prepping for doing the finals so I didn't watch any of that. So I, I don't know if that was any good. <sighs>
0: Um, I didn't really watch or hear it either because I was busy literally running around the arena with slacks to get from the stage to the service elevator to the mezzanine to the camera with the microphone. He and I, during that time, uh, after like the Puppet Master announcement before that happened, literally running. Through the arena, to the point where <laughs> when he is on camera, you can actually hear him be a little bit out of breath. So,
1: ah, <laughs> uh, the Avo thing.
0: Huh? <laughs> well, I Avo mean, gets out of breath when he walks from the from his chair seven feet, so like it's fine. Like I think he needs an inhaler. That's something different, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I was focused on the fact that like it was cool that there were fans who could ask these TI winners questions but man it would have been better if there were more articulate fans or better questions
1: uh okay well no, I I didn't even know that was a thing that yeah. that was that was taking, part of it They were taking oh.
0: audience q A's
1: oh uh, okay okay yeah. um I mean not a terrible idea get to get some like it, it, I think in, in there is missing sometimes um, an interaction between the community and the the players, um, and I don't know if TI even had signing sessions.
0: Uh, no, I think a lot of the stuff was impromptu. I saw like I know I know Insania did one for about two hours. I know Stormstormer did one for about two hours. I saw Snake King do at least like an hour on the mezzanine so i think yeah. that there was like kind of impromptu if the people were interested in doing it Sessions, yeah and,
1: and previous ti it was outside the ti sounding sessions it was like uh across the the little road there there was like um a, another little event part i remember i went to it and it was outside and it was fucking hot as shit uh and so i was just taking pictures with fans and i was drenched in sweat (laughs) it was so gross i was just i felt i felt terrible i felt i was just like all these fans like they'd come up and i'm just fucking dripping wet in my fucking dresser that's a memory that will stay with me forever uh yeah the uh so yeah um that so that was missing so not a terrible idea um i mean you know they could definitely be better uh hopefully they'll be able to come up with something that that's a bit better there but uh, fuck the all-star match like I, i'm down just to like forever never do a fucking all-star match because those are so incredibly hit or miss and and the one of the worst all-star matches uh uh was Singapore. Uh, yeah, uh well, I mean that one was terrible. But one of the worst ones that they did, uh that one of the worst ones that happened was the T I nine one, I think. Um, where Valve actually put a lot of effort into this like really cool mode and they made an introduction to it, and then the players just broke it immediately, like did something like really OP. I think you could like spawn towers, like there were there was like power ups that you could get. You remember that? Yeah that was such a cool idea and they put effort into making a good all-star match and it was one of the worst ones ever so and that's like no fault of their own it's just like that's what Dota players are gonna do so they're gonna their fucking whole brains are wired to just fucking manipulate and break things as quick as possible and and be overpowered so uh that uh, I think yeah it's just like give up on the all-star matches but
0: you're right though very little pre-recorded content no like
1: recorded content no
0: like casey getting massages with the players no like Uh here's what happened this year in dota there were some interviews that happened uh and it looks like the interviews that happened with the with the playoff international teams like they were just all asked the same questions and put into like one video package like i know that there was some love for like the which player would you ban or stuff like that piece but they felt a little bit more boilerplate and like any event could have done that or like it was it was yeah. a little bit of a low-hanging fruit there was nothing that felt you know uh really there was nothing TI. special
1: to TI content no, 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 like content tapes. that is special yeah. to TI yeah. there oh, so the pure Flack flax stuff right the stuff that he's done the last two years granted you can't do that forever that you're like you're gonna run out right but like the remember when yep a brilliant fucking uh uh content idea. You know, they probably just ran out. There's only so much you could do with that. But, like, so the, there was no Purion flax recorded content and no slacks or pre-recorded content. Uh, and that, I think, was sorely missing uh, from from TI. I, I, I felt like it was definitely missing. Because the only thing that, like, I remember was the the Lena Twisted and sisters. Crystal Maiden Twisted Sisters, which was okay. But it, it just felt like it was kind of, like, tacked onto the... The fan videos, uh, um, so it it didn't even get like put in to like help was... fill some time, and was it's own. it didn't feel like an independent piece. It just felt like another fan made video, to be honest.
0: Also, had the really unfortunate job of following up support support last year, which is yes, one of if not the best Dota sketch ever made and so i i think in my mind the video that that took that slot last year was was s tier and and twisted sisters is like c tier yeah to the point where people were kind of going like what the fuck is this which is yeah never <laughs> ever the response you want for something like that
1: yeah yeah I, I was I was backstage watching the video with a, bun- a bunch of other like player talent and and stuff and yeah the the reaction was just like oh what is this and we're we all just kind of like joking around and then it was just like oh this is this is a video and then we're just kind of like huh okay whatever uh which the other the only other content that came uh pre recorded content was um the the hero release Combat video which i thought was fantastic i i thought they did a really good job with that but it was really cool yeah
0: but they always Ring- nail those like yeah they do valve has nailed them for tf2 they've nailed them for dota they've done like yeah. incredible videos for like even counter strike announcements which feels almost impossible to do like that is that's like low key their bread and butter
1: yeah yeah so that was really good uh no uh and, and one bit uh pre recorded content was uh true site. why I, do we need true site? We can just watch I, Team
0: Spirit's vlogs.
1: I hate to bring it up, but people did expect to see the the DI eleven true site.
0: I did. Whole, I thought it happened. We're
1: not we're not doing it and then we are doing it. Am I crazy? Did Valve actually say they were doing
0: it? I, I don't know. I don't remember. I thought yes, but then I thought no. I couldn't I couldn't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was way, that's,
1: that that's just like another piece of like content that could have been there but that but that uh just wasn't. So that that for me was like the only thing that uh I really had uh, a complaint about was just like, yeah, there was just it felt like something was missing because it has traditionally been there for all of these TIs. And it, it, I think the content that has been made through the years has all been like, uh, A or S tier. I think like throughout the years, it's been a lot of bangers that have come out of TI pre-recorded content. Um, and yeah, it just wasn't there this year. Um, so for a show when nothing else is going wrong, it did kind of stand out to me.
0: You know, I got a, I got a conspiracy theory about, about true Sight.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What's that? Uh, Tundra was too fucking boring. And they're just like, this is a trash documentary. That's what everybody says. Everybody says, well, wow. I mean, uh, Tundra, what what Um, what are you going to get in the comms? Buy a race pack, guys. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's the joke I see all the time
0: yeah but i also think that there might be like a little sliver of merit to that like they could have recorded those finals and then looked at the footage and been like there's not much here (laughs)
1: legitimately it's a 3-0 like there's only so much tension you can build with that because because they did it with true sight uh, with uh, free to play originally, right? Mm-hmm. That was also a finals that they did a really good job setting it up. Uh, but if I remember correctly, that was a, a three three one, I believe, with Navi having a upper bracket advantage. So, like th- th- that story of like the finals by itself was not actually all that interesting. What was great about Free to Play was all the setup that happened, all of these players' stories going through the event. What happened to them before and what how they got there to be there at that point. That was the interesting part. When you have Tundra, which uh like my understanding was that they were scaling down on true sight and they're only recording like the final like two days or they're only getting recording from that, mm-hmm. like when the finals is 3-0 they then and it, it means that you would have to rely on stuff that happened before the finals but there probably isn't that much of that because there's only that the lead up where Tundra is waiting for their opponent and maybe they got some of the match from that Tundra played in the upper bracket finals so it's the upper bracket finals that would have to be all the action really or most of it yeah so yeah,
0: I, I think I think it's possible that happened. I don't know what happened. I think it's possible that happened.
1: <laughs> and I mean, that means this year it's like same problem, right?
0: But the thing here's the difference. And, and I'm not I'm not looking to throw flame at Tundra, which I think R.I.P. We'll get to that in a second. I'm not looking to uh-huh. throw flame at Tundra. I bet Team Spirit behind the scenes was more animated and more conducive of filming. Maybe. I could I could see a world where... I
1: mean, there is a whole bit where Yotaro is shaving his head, but... Yeah. There's there's that bit.
0: <laughs> Worked from <him> twice.
1: <laughs> Dude, that's such a boss move. When he comes out on stage and he's fucking bald, the whole crowd's just going, oh, fuck!
0: Holy he shit! He was growing like his hair final. for, like years! He had long-ish hair on the top of his head
1: yeah like they're already like the fucking final boss you know they were like these guys are fucking untouchable like how the fuck are you gonna bring down and then midway through that fucking sentence when you're saying how the fuck is anybody gonna touch team speed and then you see him and you're like oh fuck that fucking down the boss has two health bars that's <laughs> fucking cheating you know it was like it was that kind of moment which is fucking, you know, that's a sick moment. Too bad the rest of the fuck.
0: Yeah, fuck
1: me, man. Um, fucking cast Congrats my first on your grand TI final. finals. It's a fucking 3-0. Odie Pixel cast his first TI finals. What does he get? Fucking OG versus LGD TI8 game five. Fucking, you know, best finals in TI history. I fucking show up. Do my first TI finals. It's a fucking 3-0 shit stomp that everybody saw coming a mile away. I I saw it coming a mile away. I don't know how you felt about it, but I was just... I was so certain. I was just like... I I said it in the Monster Morning Show, actually. I said... I said that I thought LGD was going to be able to make it back in. But I said no matter who shows up, I think they're going to get 3-0. I said it that morning. It's on fucking tape. I said... Doesn't matter who, who shows up. They're going to get 3-0 shit stomped.
0: Shame.
1: <sighs> I don't think Liquid would have got 3-0'd. <laughs> I don't think Liquid would have got 3-0'd. I think in, in a weird way, there, this is a little bit of copium before TI Finals itself. But one thing that I did, one one logic that I pieced out was that, yeah, I thought anybody was going to get 3-0'd, but... Personally, I wanted LGD to go through for multiple reasons. One, I thought, obviously, having the Chinese fans cheering is like, that, hyped. that is super hype. Yeah, 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 And so you're just missing all the Chinese fans. Uh, like, they're still going to be there and stuff, but they're not going to be loud, you know, the way they would have been for mm-hmm. LGD. Two, I think LGD was more likely to take games off of Team Spirit. Think they still would have lost the series hundred percent, but I think they were they were more likely to at least take a game. Whereas Game and Gladiators, I think were more likely to win this series, but less likely to win games. Hmm, does that okay. does that yeah, logic yeah. piece out? It's yeah. basically like they are sort of an all in. Like if their play style works, they've got a five percent chance of actually beating Team Spirit. But going head-to-head against Team Spirit, if their strategy doesn't work, they're less likely to take games off of them because I I think LGD was better set up for that. But then LGD got uh, run over in the lower bracket finals, so no bueno.
0: And then Gaming Gladiators was like, hey, we're going to kind of play a little bit of a competitive game three but we're going to let team spirit have chaos knight dazzle spirit breaker <laughs> yeah
1: yeah 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 i was uh
0: like if you don't look at the lo- if you don't look at the game if you don't know what happened and you just look at the draft for game 3 you go how did they even get to the finals why did they let them have those three heroes yeah Why do they have (laughs) those three heroes? There's probably not a game in the rest of the event where someone got all three of those heroes.
1: I really, I really thought the game and gladiators, like I'm midway through that game three. And I I realized this too late. I was not prepared for the end of this series. Oh. Well, I knew. Like, I knew that, like, I had asked, like, hey, what are we doing after, you know, am I, am I doing the call? But, like, mentally, I wasn't prepared for the series to be over. Um, because I thought Gaming Gladiator is going to win that game three halfway through. And then it starts turning against them. And I can see it happening, but obviously I'm focused on casting that bit. And so I wasn't prepared for, so I think I did not do that good of a job with the Team Spirit trophy bit.
0: Have you Have you watched that back?
1: No, I haven't. Um,
0: Are you going? To I watch haven't that watched
1: back? back the the TI finals. I will later, later on. But I'll I'll just feel bad about it. I think if I watch it now, because mm. I'm very certain that I did not do that uh, um, as good as I wanted it to. Whereas, like, like my intros, I think for my introduction to on friday morning i think was very good i thought my introduction to the finals was pretty good um you know like those i was very happy with and i feel like that is one of my strengths is the master of ceremony type stuff i think i'm really good at that that was actually something Shiva told me at the after party that she thought she was like you know i think that's actually something you do better than one. i was like wow that that means a lot thank you and i was like i agree i think that's like usually where i shine which is a shame then that i fucked it up for the trophy lift but yeah whatever
0: I don't. I can't yeah. even give notes on that or thoughts on that because I didn't hear what you said because yeah. the audio when you're on the floor on the it's not meant for people who are like literally on the yes. floor. So <laughs> yeah. when I'm standing, there are no speakers
1: going down.
0: Yeah, when I when I'm standing next to y'all, I actually can't hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I actually don't know what you said.
1: Yeah. So yeah. That part was that part was a little sad because you know, I was like, oh, it'll be a it'll be a three one. Like even when they were winning, I was like, oh, that's nice. It'll be a three one instead of a <laughs> 3-0. You know, like I was so like fucking like it was so obvious to me that like Team Spirit was winning this, but I was like, maybe you know, I was just like, oh, that'll be nice, and then the game's turning against them. I'm just I'm focused on casting and not thinking about like. Oh oh yeah, I'm gonna have to do do that little bit. Uh and then and so that combined with the disappointment of but also being a three oh was kinda like, oh, well that's kinda sucks. But I think for the most part, I think we did about as best as you could do with that sort of thing, I and mean, there's not much afterwards at the after party, Fog's like, Welcome to the three O Club, you know? <laughs> which I'm like, I'm like, hey, uh, that's, that's funny. Cause he also, you know, last year was also a three O it's only three O's in TI history. Yeah. Uh, but, but that also is like, yeah, but you got like four, you know, <laughs> you, your fourth one was a three O, you know, the only one I've done is a three O.
0: But the fact that you have done it is binary. Like, and nobody can take that away from you.
1: Yeah. I mean, Uh, Outside of my disappointment uh, Of it being a 3-0 My emotions for it Are relatively Banal I think Like I don't feel super strongly about it Like it is yeah it's nice I did a TI finals I can say that I've done a TI finals But um i didn't uh, i didn't put very much stock into doing ti funnels going into this tournament and i continue to hold that it's it's like nice yeah Uh, the validation is nice um that's mostly what it is but like that validation is also just like an ego thing right so if i like if i was like truly you know like no ego sort of thing then that wouldn't even necessarily mean that much to me. So. it's
0: a good point. Yeah. Well, so. I, I, as your friend, am very excited when I knew it was going to happen.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's the part that I feel weird about is that all my, I feel like everybody around me was, was way more excited for me than, than I was. <laughs>
0: i i and just know,
1: like i kept having to explain this or just like are you excited like i are you happy you're doing it i'm like oh congratulations and then afterwards how was it was it great and i was just like
0: yeah it was, yeah it was, good. it was nice i like i yeah. mean i i very much knew your stance on it before right so yeah. i i was just i don't know i i felt happy proud like i was just like oh like you know re- regardless of your feelings about it i thought it was cool for you
1: thank you so i you know, appreciate that yeah and i appreciate the fact there were a lot of other people who felt that way yeah. um a lot of other people that i felt that way and i i, I very much appreciated um everybody who said something to me and, in fact, I've been streaming the last, like, few days. A lot of people have come in and been like, oh, you know, congratulations on doing the finals. It's really cool. And, you know, like, oh, I've been watching you for a long time. Congrats. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool beans. Hope I get to do it again next year. It's always the goal. But we'll see.
0: So some of the teams that made top four at TI, which is Spirit, Gaming, Azure Ray, and LGD, all uh-huh. got direct invites to ESL Kuala Lumpur, which is happening in less than a month at this point, which is insane to me. The fact that it's happening so soon, like doing this, no one get a break. <laughs> it's fucking Christmas. I don't know. Calm down, everybody. <laughs> like what? Whatever. But Spirit has already talked about how they're not going to do the event.
1: Yeah.
0: They probably want a break. Meposhka, Meposhka might Meposhka's- be taking a break
1: might be taking a break yeah maybe retiring potentially yeah so
0: azure ray don't know what the fuck Uh their roster is at all it might be none of the same people (laughs) lgd don't know what their roster is i think right might be maybe none of the same people why are they getting invited to this event
1: yeah we're We'll have to see how the ecosystem plays out from here, right? Because Valve has always been, like, very uh, player-minded, right? They put way more stock in the players than they do the teams. Um, But eSports traditionally has usually given more power to the organizations than Mm -hmm. a group of players, right? Which... Makes sense if, if your understanding of eSports and how it should develop is based off of traditional sports, right? Mm-hmm. If you are trying to copy all of the good things about traditional sports, then you're trying to support a team infrastructure that has that kind of power. But Dota has not been that way. But we no longer have a DPC, so valves hold on the system. I mean, they they could still... Be like, here's our rule set. This is what we want you to do to buy the numbers. Very unlikely that happens because Valve traditionally hasn't been super big about like having rule sets. Right. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that whole thing develops. Because, yeah, LGD and Azure Ray very likely are going to be diminished rosters from um, at least one of those one of those is going to be probably very diminished from what they were at TI yeah um so good old LGD without their PSG backing seems like that uh, may be affecting them there's some other players getting into the field as well so that'll that'll be uh Somehow, like, like with uh, orgs getting interested in getting into Dota, I hope that tournament organizers, it's not just team owners, because, like, team owners are great for the players. Um, you know, it, it helps increase competition for salaries and gives more people more jobs um, as players. But mm. they, ultimately, you need tournaments in order to uh to have those teams be worth something, right? You can have a roster, but if they don't play more than, you know, <laughs> once a once a month, then uh you know, that that roster may not mean anything. So, I hope the fact that there are team owners coming in means also there's tournament organizers also wanting to come into Dota cuz right now, yeah, there's csl one uh Kuala Lumpur um, but I don't know what the the rest of the year looks like. So
0: so I think teams are coming in because of the eSports World Cup, and that's kind of the long and short of it. So there's going to be that there for them. There's going to be people who come in and look to like field multiple games to try and get some of the money for the World Cup from Saudi Arabia, a.k.a. Gamers 8, but I don't mm-hmm. know – what's going to happen aside from that and if the dote investment will be good for these teams or people you know outside of esports world cup that's what yeah. i'm curious about because that's why we see falcons have a team that's why we see like you know you know if you see another team get into the space in like quarter one next year and you see that team also probably has like a rocket league team and a PUBG team and like maybe a FIFA player and a counter-strike team and all these things You can probably guess that it's eSports World Cup related.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, also, I think, uh, increases the likelihood that you're right about TI being in Seattle. Because if it means that TI is going to now be the second biggest tournament of the year, do you feel like you need to have it travel around the world? Or can it just be more selfishly a thing that's just like it is what you like it to be yeah, maybe. Uh, if you're a Valve, right? Because, you know, like, OK, the the big the big money maker. that's that's somebody else's tournament. <laughs> that's somebody else's problem, you yeah. know? Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see it's uh again i feel like i've said this a couple times but it would be a shame if like everything is just all for we just change out ti and put in rion and that that's like the ecosystem remains the same and we have the same problems of yeah. the the former uh which is just like there's just one big monolith Fucking tournament, and that's all anybody ever plays for. Um, and you know, I, I think that would be a problem. I think it would be a problem if ESL um, is like the only game in town, effectively. Like,
0: they kind I'm sure of there's going
1: to be other there's going to be other smaller tournaments. I'm sure, but is there going to be a real competitor to to ESL, or is it just going to be the ESL circuit replacing the DPC? And then occasionally there is a a little side event that's going on somewhere else.
0: I think that we're rapidly approaching the point of a monopoly. <laughs> well <laughs> and and there's not much we can do about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, as long as I'm getting hired by ESL, I guess.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. That does that does make that probably a little bit more important, honestly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. Who I mean, I i could be selfish and just not give a fuck about the ecosystem as a whole and just hey, you know, whatever's good for me.
0: It's true. Who are you uh excited are you excited about any of these teams that are playing in this in this uh Qual-Limpor qualifier?
1: Um am I excited have about any shuffles. of these teams? Um okay so the teams that i'm interested in seeing how they do um this nounce roster that has fly and gunner on it with Lilas. that's a pretty strong trio um there it still means that north america is effectively a three-team region but also it's a two-team region because there's no Shopify Rebellion yet because they're taking a break um, and we'll even see how strong their roster is when it does come out. Um, But right now, it's just TSM announced. Um, The other lineups that are there, I think are okay, but I think it's mostly just a two-team race. Um, so that's not terribly exciting. Western Europe continues to be um, probably the strongest region, at least for now. But um, OG, I think, is pretty interesting. Um, them having Whisper is obviously a massive move that could cool. pay off big. It's pretty cool. And could choke. We'll see. Um, but I think it's it's one of those gambles that I think you, as an organization, absolutely should take. Because I think if it pays off, it pays off in a really big way. And if it doesn't pay off, then um I I think you, you still have the core of a very good roster, right? Like three, four, five months from now, uh, if Whisper's not working or acclimating or whatever, or maybe Ari isn't fitting in, um, I think the bigger question mark is whether or not Whisper is able to to like you know, his English is not not the best. So We'll see how he's able to to fit into this situation, but um, you will still have a very strong core of OG that will be a strong contender for Riyadh and for TI. So take the risk, why not? Um, who else? No one else of Western Europe is really that interesting. Obviously, Team Liquid is is probably still a pretty strong team. We'll see how. Um, that whole wor- thing works out there. Um, South America, we had some moves around. So, Because is uh, now on Boom Esports. Um, they With moved Sacred from Southeast Asia. Yeah. Because Um I think those are two of the best South American players in uh, South America, seeing as Whisperer is no longer there. So, um, that roster is just de facto number one. And we'll see how the rest of the scene is able to to get along. But um, I think, like, looking at it, I feel like it's mostly just boom. Um, I think there are going to be a second and third best team. We'll see if Smash. I'm thinking mostly interested to see whether or not Smash is able to reclaim his place as one of the best laners in the world. Because... Um, He's been out of the game for five years <laughs> since his uh, cheating scandal. So,
0: Yeah, that has been a minute, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was banned by s- for seven years, I think, by Valve and five years by ESL. So now that Valve is no longer really a thing, he can't play for TI, but can play um, for the most important tournament of the year.
0: What do you think he did for those five years?
1: uh he's been playing a lot of dota like i run into him in pubs all the time and he is uh used to be in the top 10 regularly um i feel like over the last like two or three years i've seen him more in the top 100 so he has definitely declined a bit um
0: or like got a job
1: (laughs) Well, no, he streams. He streams. Okay. So I think that basically is his job is still playing Dota. Um, it's just, you know, being on a team was not not a thing. So um, Eastern Europe didn't change too much. Um, VP, Nine Pandas, BetBoom uh, is still the top dogs there. Is it official that they're not the really one...
0: changing? Like, was there any, uh, was the official news from like BetBoom is we're, do- we're running it back?
1: Yeah, they. Uh, I don't think I have not seen anything that has said we're keeping our same roster and running it back. I have a feeling that maybe these rosters are um, just here for Kuala Lumpur, and then we're well, like very likely. I think Bed Boom, Virtus Pro, Nine Pandas. There will be some sort of switch around. Uh, I'm I'm sure. Just seems like not not yet wait until after the new year probably
0: yeah they might be on like year contracts too or like calendar year contracts some of them
1: yeah yeah since Dota has become a little bit more uh straightforward in that regard we now have just the 2023 season the 2024 season you know it used to be with TI happening in the middle of the summer we had this like very weird uh season versus year sort of thing most, most contracts would end after TI. But you're right. Most contracts, uh, I think, a lot more contracts are probably just throughout the whole year now. Uh, how do you feel about this new Mina region? Obviously, it doesn't look great when your open qualifiers is uh, just whoever wants to play. You know, because <laughs> there's not enough teams. So it's just kind of like, I mean if you wanna play, you can play. You can put together a stack and, and play. We've got the slots open. If not, we'll give buys to people.
0: They'll probably be one more team when Nigma figures out whatever they're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's kinda weird. They're they're definitely uh, obviously, Shopify is taking a break. Obviously, Nigma is taking a break. Though Nigma has put out basically that their roster seems to be the same. The way they talked about it, like they're like, we'll answer some questions from fans, and they're like, is Miracle coming back? He never left. Is Mind Control sticking around? Yeah, he's here. Is Curl reti-? like they basically said everybody else is good, and then is Curl retiring? We don't know. <laughs> so it kind of seems like Nigma is gonna be the same, um, in some ways uh, or another, and then the big change will obviously like they'll probably have like one new player or something like that, maybe two if Curl indeed retires. Um, but that's that. Uh, that for me is like the only news I'm really waiting for from that organization. Because, like, I, otherwise I just, like, I'm kind of just expecting the roster to be mostly the same. So, whatever.
0: Uh, Falcons is, is the interesting story here, though. They're, I don't think, <sighs> this, this is me probably, like, having some weird, like, Tundra wasn't that good. But, because I've heard them people say, like, Super Team. And mm-hmm. I don't 100% feel like that.
1: Would you agree that if there was a super team that has been formed this year, this this so far, it's this one?
0: From scratch, I guess by default, because who else is competing for that title?
1: Yeah. I mean the the problem is is that all the good teams stayed together, right? Liquid, spirit gaming gladiators top three teams the year
0: I lied I have an answer I have an answer for you fuck you Uh I just thought about it IG
1: (laughs) you're really fucking hopped up on this IG roster
0: (laughs) why um I I really think that Monet and nothing to say are really fucking good i've always liked watching jt play i think baboka is very funny because you can make jokes about prostitutes at every team yeah. he's on which is great <laughs> um i'm friendly with x nova and we'll just be a supporter of here's his carte blanche so like yeah i think this team is cool this, this i this think is
1: they're cool, cool but i don't think they're the best team in china i think the best team in china is yet to be yet to be announced um but i don't I think they're the second or third best team in China. I think, like, they may they may end up being the best team in some of these qualifiers. Um, this one obviously, it seems like the the Chinese team is also taking a break. Whatever, again, whatever LGD, Azure, yeah. whatever is happening there. Um, there are some notable players that are missing uh, enough to form at least two rosters. So, I am expecting at least two roster, at least one more roster to be coming out, if not two. Um and I think one of those rosters will very likely be the best time team in China uh by the end of the year. So, I, I like friend. you know, I I think Falcons, they've got uh two TI winners and they have crit, which I think people have slept on crit because of
0: having basically uh, zero success in three years
1: yeah I mean thank god that's fucking over with Jesus Christ I was so fucking bored of that roster oh my god like it's gonna be better for both of them it has to be it can't really be worse frankly like uh, for Players of that caliber, their 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 fucking success was nothing for the last two or three years. They just kind of limped to uh to event after event. So uh, I think this is going to be much better for both of these uh people. Uh, I'm mostly thinking of Crit and Arteezy I feel like they're both going to reach not new heights but certainly better heights than last year. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh,
1: I, I think very likely both of these teams will be elevated. Um, I don't know about Fly's roster, um, and I don't know about Abed. It's hard to tell with Southeast Asia just because they have just not performed well um, outside of the one team, right? So we seem to be one Southeast Asian team that is that is doing well Vin Talon for the last uh, year or two or three or whatever, but uh, it's like we don't see multiple teams succeeding on the international stage uh, for years now. So kind of hard to tell there. Uh, and Fly's roster looks...
0: It's not even done. Like, okay, Like maybe they keep Stormstormer, like, it like, but it, it's not done either. So it's hard to tell. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So just Shopify and Falcons. I think they w- will very likely be uh, good teams. And I think Skater Snaking, two TI winners, Crit Monster player. I think he still got it. Uh, ATF, amazing fucking asset to have. I mean, those four. Uh, that is enough for me to be like, yeah, that's a that's a fucking super team right there. Uh, and then Maureen. Is a good player, has been in the top 100, top 10 top in Western Europe uh, for, you know, a long time. He He's like very high MMR all the time. I know he's got this relationship with Amar. Uh, so, yeah, I could see this roster being very, very good.
0: It seems like the qualifiers might be the most interesting right now for the C region because there's Aurora, which is like the old Talon squad, but like Bleed and Talon and Blacklist have all kind of shuffled around people again, and it feels like potentially the most competitive, even though I don't know if I have faith in any of these teams like internally competitive, externally, Uh, question mark. So I,
1: I've, uh, I literally just saw a thread on Reddit. I was telling you about it. It's, it's Somebody's saying, is it just me or is Southeast Asia like super stacked this year? And I'm just like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, what do you mean this year? Because like, if you think this year was stacked, surely you believe that previous years were also stacked. The problem is the results just aren't there. The only thing that has changed, like, the same names are just being shuffled around. So it doesn't, like, it, it, nothing has really changed all that. Imagine I look through these names and I'm like, yeah, I know all those people. I know all those people. The only thing that's really changed is Taiga is now playing in Southeast Asia for Bleed. But I will also say that Tyga did not have success in NA. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes for him. He also has his own, like, personal stuff going on with his gambling bit and all that sort of thing. So that's just questionable. Uh, I know you love Tommy.
0: It makes me he a fan of Bleed. He seems like a great guy. It makes it yeah. Ma- I, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna be happy when
0: Bleed wins.
1: I hope he succeeds, but I am questionable as whether or not that actually happens. Uh, Armel is back from Secret, but you know Armel has been there in Southeast Asia before, um, and. I don't feel the same way I did about him three years ago, two years ago, you know, and uh, and then Abed's back, but is he the same Abed that left? Like, do do I think that Abed is like, is he still that amazing mid laner, one of the best mid laners in the world? Possibly. Well, it's it's definitely possible. Like again, I cannot. <laughs> over fucking say this enough but that I feel like that Shopify roster was stifling to all the talent there. I think it was just bad for them. So, it's possible Abed reaches new heights now that he's been freed from that that prison. But um I like there is a lot more competition in the mid laner. Miracle is not the same player he was uh in competition with the other mid laners of the world today. And I feel like Ahmed is is the same way.
0: He left for NA four years ago. He joined EG in yeah. September of 2019. Yeah, right before the world shut down. He's coming back after four years middling on an NA team. He's coming back four years playing. He's coming back four years with pandemic. And uh, yeah, he's also he's 23 now. When, when he left to come to America, he was 19, you know? Yeah. He's also probably, like, a different person as a human also.
1: Yep. So my question, like, for, for him, because <laughs> I've been around him. Yeah, I've been around him in even social settings, and that dude is so quiet. Uh, I I would love to know, does he still have the fire? Or is he, is he back in Southeast Asia uh, and is this just kind of like a retirement fan? Because that's what I feel like for some of these C players. Uh, I feel like for, for some of them, this is them just kind of like coasting out there, you know? Easy money. Don't need to be the best. Be like one of the best teams in Southeast Asia. Go to events, you know? Get, get, uh, get, get ninth, ninth through twelfth, you know? Have a nice salary. That's that's what I feel like. Does he does he have the hunger to to be the best man in the world again? Does he have the hunger to elevate his team to be the best in the world? So, like, those are the only three factors that have changed within Southeast Asia. uh, Is Tyga, Armel, and Abed, and that is like, yeah, that's a lot of talent back in the Southeast Asian pool. But they're also all three of them. Talents that they're not coming back at their peak. They're not coming back at their prime. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of them will prove to be back on top again, but I feel like not very likely that all three of them are are like you know are all there. So there's some there's some other talent that's like coming up in Southeast Asia. There's this talent roster that I don't know very much about some of their players. Um, but like when I scroll through, everybody else, I'm like, yeah, know them, know them. Don't know IHC. I don't know this Mongolian roster. So, but I doubt that's who people are talking about when they mm. when this person's like, is Southeast Asia like crazy stack this year?
0: Yeah, they're looking at talent like, and bleed and neon and blacklist and execration.
1: Yeah, I'm like, looks the same to me. And believe me, I want Southeast Asia to do well. I grew up on watching Chinese and Southeast Asia, Dota 1. For me, those are the homes of Dota, not Western Europe. I would love to see Southeast Asia do well, but I'm disappointed year after year after year of more than one team being successful. So I am skeptical. I don't think much has changed within C, but maybe I'll be proven wrong.
0: I think it's a correct skeptic to have
1: yeah
0: any any was there anybody else to to round out this conversation any any other any other real changes i think that they're still going to keep on trickling in up until you know january for the teams who don't know but um no
1: it's just sean Nigma, and china kind of it's kind of the tbd but for everything else it's it's just a question of like okay now who's gonna who's gonna be new talent who's gonna come in who's gonna be the new gaming gladiators uh you know team tickles to to come in and upset the status quo i
0: do real quick i do have a thought on the new team secret roster i think that this roster is a pretty um um mid one
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah you and the rest of the community (laughs) I mean I I think it's um... Poppy has done it A few times before In his career uh, Where he has taken uh, Middling Players And Brought them up and I, I feel like he has definitely had some rosters that have overperformed uh what their players were at, and then he's been able to take that success and then like tweak the roster and it gets better and better over a year. And yeah, it feels like in some ways he's he's back to square one. Um, but you know, I, I I'm not gonna judge too harshly until I actually see them um, see them playing which I'm going to see them tomorrow playing because I'm casting the qualifiers of uh, Kuala Lumpur. I'm casting one series a day.
0: Entity Alliance. No, OG Secret. Yeah.
1: Yep. OG Secrets is their match. I'm not casting that game, but uh, yeah, that's a tough one because I think OG is, uh, like, that is obviously one of the Western European teams that has the highest ceilings, I would say.
0: Do you think Evil Geniuses is going to have a Dota team this year?
1: <laughs> no, I think Evil Geniuses <laughs> as an organization is going to be folding soon. They dropped out of out of League of Legends, CS:GO, and Dota. That's the big three. Unless you're making some grand move into mobile esports, you're fucking done as an esports organization. Did they drop out you're, of of you exit out of, they, of all three. I don't think of they dropped the out of e-sports. League of
0: Legends. I don't think they dropped out of League of Legends.
1: Are you sure I'm I is I, I gave you my my thing was was they're not a League of Legends bit on there
0: because uh, no. I made a funny
1: fucking slideshow
0: you did make a slideshow this slide is very funny slide nine is very evil funny.
1: evil geniuses to exit LCS and Counter-Strike I, that's the report anyway oh
0: I think that that is a rumor okay I, I well do not think that's official
1: I like, mean it's not like the LCS numbers have been great lately, whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa. and and also wasn't there a fucking Valorant roster? What happened with that? That Valorant roster that won the world their champions fucking worlds was was exploring options and shopping around. So <laughs> and Then you're giving up on Valorant too? The up and coming esport? Fucking dead org. Dead orc. Yeah. This time next year they will be dead. They will be the dead geniuses.
0: (laughs) That is, that's quite a bag to fumble. Winning Valorant Mm -hmm. and then whatever's happening now. I wish them well. I will always. I don't think you do. I will always have like positive twenty twelve affinity with evil geniuses and Hydra and old Counter Strike teams and not twenty fifteen. Okay, I mean, like it. There was a time period between twenty eleven and twenty fifteen where EG was really dope and I'll always yeah. have that. I still I still want one of those jackets with the velcro on the side of the patches. She was cool.